joy is the same as twelve Ethiopian goats standing silent in the morning light. Jack Gilbert Christopher Citro is my guest today. He has poetry forthcoming in the Courtland Review, has recently been published in Harper Palette, the Cincinnati Review, Poet Law, Permafrost, Faultline, Arsenic Lobster, and Inch Machine. His poems have been featured on Verse Daily and nominated for a Pushcart Prize. This is The Poet's Weave, and I'm Jenny Kander. And I just want to say that with premature nostalgia, in January 2010, I will be placing The Poet's Weave recordings in my co-host, Christopher Citro's most capable and enthusiastic hands. I have no doubt there will continue to be a fine mix of both town and gown poets in future programs. I'm so grateful to have been your host, your poetry host, for 11 years. Thank you for listening. Christopher, you're in the poet's seat today. Let's hear your poems. Thank you, Jenny. This first poem is called Commemorative Desire. When your letter came, ending it for good, I was struck by the stamp on the envelope, a picture of me in my underwear, standing in front of the refrigerator in the middle of the night, my hair tousled, one hand back scratching myself. Inside the fridge, a few Chinese takeout boxes, a bottle of beer, a carton of eggs, and a small ceramic sculpture of the sort my mother set on the coffee table at Christmas. A courier in Ives' fantasy of a traveler's tavern at the edge of a dark forest some winter's night. Thatched roof and meager plume of wood smoke rising from the chimney. Through the frosted windows, I could just make out a room illuminated by dancing firelight. A few shabby travelers talking, holding great, steaming drinks. A serving girl entered from the kitchen with more mugs on a tray. And in her eyes, I saw the fire's reflection and my tiny self standing in my underwear, holding an envelope in my kitchen with a hungry look in my eyes. This poem is called Single Male Seeks Someone Who'll Stay. I opened the door to get the paper last Sunday, and there was a goose standing on the front step. It looked up at me, then took one step to the side, making room for me to pass. So I did. What else was there to do? I walked out onto the lawn, picked up the paper, and walked back to the door. When I opened it, the goose stepped inside and waddled into the living room. I stood outside holding the door. Did a goose just walk into my house? It turned a corner and went into the hallway to the bedroom. I stepped inside. I am following a goose into my house, I said out loud as I did. I walked through the living room, turned into the hall just in time to see the goose fly up and out through a window I had not remembered leaving open. And then the goose flew away, I said out loud to no one. In fact, it was at that instant that I realized, finally, just how empty my life was. And this last poem is called, Infinite Divisibility is a Nice Idea. They didn't say where they were going, they just left. 
Their apartment is empty except for the word Roanoke carved into the wall above where their bed was. Also, that's all, folks, written in nail polish below the doorknob of their front door. They left a dictionary on the floor of the kitchen. It was the damnedest thing. In between each entry, there was a tiny slit as if made with a razor blade, as if they went looking for more words in between each word in the dictionary, as if the words there already weren't nearly enough. Today on The Poet's Weave, you've heard poems by Christopher Citro. I'm Jenny Kander.